Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. Great news for Singapore's Nature Park Network. A new park covering more than 400 hectares is going to triple the size of the existing Sungai Bulo Wetland Reserve, which will be established in the northern part of Singapore. And Parks made the announcement a little bit earlier this week. And joining us on the line now to talk more about this, two gentlemen actually who are very, very important to this conservancy, and that is Dr. Ho Hua Chu, currently the vice president of the Nature Society and the past chairman of the Society's Conservation Committee, and Dr. Adrian Liu, the group director of conservation for N Parks Board. Gentlemen, good morning and welcome to Money FM. Good morning. Hi. Dr. Ho, why don't we start with you because you were very instrumental in the early days of getting Sungai Bulo to become one of the, a part of the N Parks network. Tell us just a little bit about that. How did you, how did you recognize Sungai Bulo was going to be a special place that needed to be preserved? Actually, I was a member of the Nature Society in 1971, and uh, when I went to the state for studies, I took up bird watching, so got interested in bird life and all that. And when I came back in the 80s, I became active in the Nature Society bird group. At that time, in the mid-80s, somebody, Richard Hill, as you know, uh, discovered Sungai Bulo as an important uh, migratory wetland site. And I heard from a member, Sutari, that there was this area there. He was informed by Richard Hill about the area. So I went to a recce with him, and I was amazed by, you know, abundant uh, migratory shorebirds there flying in swarms. So after that, I, we proposed to the bird group of the society to try to conserve the area. And at that time, of course, we are very concerned and, uh, you know, worried, you see, because one of the most famous haven for migratory shorebirds at the uh, Sungai Serangoon Estuary were being uh, depleted, you know, fill up, you see. So we, we thought that we should quickly do something mm. to save this particular wetland for migratory shorebirds. How do you feel about the new extension, the 400 hectares? That is fantastic. Great. It's a great move uh, on the part of our government and... Definitely, it's an important coastal wetland belt on the northeast coast of Singapore. Migratory shorebirds for mangrove, for wildlife, and so on. Definitely, it's a great move in the direction of the City in Nature Trust that is uh, newly implemented in Singapore. And Dr. Adrian Liu is the Group Director of Conservation at N Parks. I just think this is a wonderful, wonderful culmination of a story that began with the likes of Dr. Ho, who explored this previously uncharted, if you like, area of the coastal wetlands of Sungai Below. And bring us up to the present day, if you can, Dr. Liu. How did we get from Dr. Ho in 1985 exploring this area to where we are today? Yeah, so um, hi, thanks, good morning. And yeah, we've worked with Nature Society, uh, NUS, and some of our uh, friends of Sungai Bulo and Nature as well. Also built up some of this research around this area. So um, our approach is really very science-based. There are three core areas here, Sungai Bulo Wetland Reserve, Mandai Mangrove and Mudflats, and Kranji Marshes. So uh, these are very important. So our science has also shown that these places are interrelated. You know, the, the migratory birds that come, the Sungai Bulo Island Reserve will actually fly over to Mandai Mangrove and Mudflat to feed as, as well. So these are very important complementary habitats that we also been studying um, by placing satellite trackers on the birds, observations with our with nature society and NUS as well. And so this network right, as a whole with nature parks and nature areas 
surrounding these three very important uh, core areas, right, they are going to be very important in terms of connectivity for the different different native birds there. And not only that, they also serve as extra habitats for these birds. And along the eastern extension, uh, which we call now the Kanji Coastal Nature Park, by reforesting that area, so we actually protect it, protect the coast uh, through uh, nature-based solutions like planting mangrove trees and all that. So I, I remember talking to Richard Hill and Wachu about this as well. Initially, the plan was to conserve 300 hectares around that area, but then now we've gone up to 400. And it's not just about species, our native biodiversity and wildlife. It's also about how people can really enjoy these areas in a low-impact manner. Uh, by doing that, right, we can actually reduce the kind of crowd levels in Sumai below wetland reserves and, and people get to be connected to these nature areas in, in a really low-impact manner as well. Yeah, yeah so just to... Remind listeners, so you have the existing Sungai Below Wetland Reserve, but now you're going to extend that and link it to the Kranji marshes, the various nature parks and eco-corridors and nature areas in around the mangroves such as Jalan Gemala and Kranji Reservoir. So as you bring all these areas together, 400 hectares, what you're saying is it will spread out and hopefully spread out the crowds across the mangrove. So sticking with that point, Dr. Adrian Liu, what do you hope to see from the public? Are you hoping to raise awareness, greater appreciation of our green corridors? What do you hope to see from the Singapore public? Yeah, so when our Minister Desmond Lee announced this network, he also did it with a tree planting event uh, with our key stakeholders like the Friends of Sunai Bulo, Religious Society as well, and our youth and our corporate sponsors like Capital. So this was to really invigorate our One Million Trees program. We like to get the community involved, not only to enjoy the Nature Park Network, to also be part of the One Million Trees movement and to also join in, join us in our forest our restoration along these areas as well. So I'd like to invite you, uh, Neil, you and Glenn, of course, Fachu, uh, over to some of these sites to do some tree planting uh, and oh. also the, your listeners as well. Would love to um, do that. Can, the public can sign up at Trees uh, SG, our portal, and we'll be conducting this tree planting with the prevailing safe distance measures. Uh, but when you go on site and you do this tree planting event, you can be really part of the whole protection of this area. So, and so I mean, back to your question, uh, Neil, we want the public to not only both enjoy these areas, but also be part of this movement to protect these areas, uh, just as we have done and also uh, Nature Society has done, uh, you know, in, in really partnership with everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Adrian, when will that tree planting be? Is it is it scheduled yet? Yeah, so we, we, we have three, the One Million Tree Movement. You'll see that um, because, because of the COVID situation right now, we will schedule it uh, from time to time so that um, it will be it will be done in smaller groups. Uh. So when the public does sign up, yeah, we will we will space it out. We will schedule it as a small event, a mm. small small planting event. Uh, talking with Dr. Adrian Liu of the uh, N Parks Board, and also Dr. Ho Hua Chu, Vice President of the Nature Society. And Dr. Ho, tell us a little bit more about the changes you have seen since 1985, when you first were bird watching back in that area, and and now that this is going to be. Extended, this area is going to be extended so much uh, down toward the Kranji Marshes and Jalan Gamela. What are you expecting will be the difference or the impact on, for example, birders, which is one thing that you're very interested in? Do you, do you expect that you'll see a lot more birds or different birds, or do you think it'll just be about the same, but there'll just be a new area to view them in? What I am surprised is that the, there's an extension of the mangrove all the way down to, oh, all the way to Lim Chukang Road. 
So I was expecting only a small patch at the end of Luchukang, China mangrove to reserve. But then it's quite a big stretch from Pulo to the Lipchukang Road, you see. So that, in a way, extended the connectivity from the Sungai Mandai through Sungai Bolo, Limchukang, and cross Limchukang Road to the bank grove in the western catchment side, the Sarimwood coastline, which is pretty important mangrove mudflat stretch, you see, for wildlife connectivity. And uh, especially important, for example, things like, uh, for in terms of bird life, the grey-headed fish eagle, they fish along the Strait of Johor, mm. right from the western catchment all the way to Bulo. And also the store-headed bulbul, physically endangered species. Now in the uh, western catchment, and they move along the mangrove stretch all the way to Sugai Bulo and so on, you see. So I think this is a very important move for the sustainability of our ecosystem, mangrove ecosystem, biodiversity, and so on. And uh, secondly, what is important is that this northeastern coastline, right, acts as a kind of refuge, a refuge for wildlife that is across the Strait of Johor, mm. along the mangrove patch, where there's a lot of, of uh, development going on right. in, on stretch in Johor, like Danga Bay and all that, you see. So a lot of the uh, forests and the uh, mangrove patch are be destroyed. And a lot of wildlife, I believe wildlife are moving down and are using Singapore mangrove as a kind of refuge. So it's important to keep this stretch intact. For example, lately, of course, the lesser adjacent stock which is commonly seen around, let's say, the Kukup area, the Johor Strait, moving down to uh, Sungai Bulo stretch of coastline. Mm. All right, things like that are happening now, see. And of course, a big owl like the bat eagle owl, the brown wood owl are found in Yuvin. Mm-hmm. I would expect that more of the species in Malaysia they were at one time actually found in Singapore could come down to the mangrove patch, you see, because, for example, the bay owl is one species I expect to see one day. But they are found around the uh, southern coast, southern uh, patch of the Johor, Penjot area and so on. Well, if I could just jump in there, Dr. Ho, that is one of the most pleasing aspects of this development and developments in the last 10 years or so, is that we're seeing the cycle change, aren't we? We're seeing wildlife coming back to Singapore from Malaysia as we green up our coasts. And Malaysia's, you know, Iskander borders along Johor there are becoming more industrialized. We're seeing more birds, more smooth-coated otters, more estuarine crocodiles and various other wildlife moving back to Singapore, which is a wonderful thing. And on that point, Dr. Ho, you know, as you started out, 1985, I first went to Sungai below in 1997 or 1998. It has changed so much. The appreciation for wildlife, for nature in Singapore has changed so much. How have you seen the way Singaporeans view nature change in recent years? Yeah, I I definitely see that there's a lot of interest in nature, appreciation of nature now. For example, if you go to uh, Windsor Park, the treetop nature trail on a Saturday and Sunday, Mm. You find stream of people like a stream of ants all the way, you know, moving along the trail all the way to the treetop walk and back in the, for example, in a hot afternoon too, from 12 o'clock or 11 o'clock to 1 o'clock. Families, parties and all that, you know, grandfather, you know, toddlers, babies and friends have been pushed along the trail to the treetop walk. And it's a continuous stream of people. So there's a greater appreciation of nature now. And uh, during the COVID circuit breaker, I've been out moving along the park connector, especially, let's like, say, about Pongol, 
after five o'clock, it is a stream of people along the park connector. <laughs> so, uh, the great need for such green areas all over Singapore now, a greater need. So, this is the kind of network that we've created. It is Sungai Bolo Network. It's definitely a great thing. Dr. Adrian Liu at M Parks. This is going to uh, apparently be completed around 2022, according to the news reports. What needs to actually be done in order to um, make this all come together? And then we also saw a, a notice that Cashin House will be restored and, and made into a, a viewing center, uh, some sort of learning center. Tell us a little bit about that as well, please. So in, in creating these parks right, or enhancing these parks, what we do is we, we study uh, certain trails that can be made uh, over existing trails, you know, and how can we protect these trails. And sometimes it's using a boardwalk or a raised boardwalk so that some animals can uh, pass through these boardwalks and, and underneath and people can walk on these boardwalks without impacting uh, the, the site and also uh, make sure that um, these, these sort of trails are, are put away from the core areas. So mm-hmm. it's all these sensitive enhancements. And, and also where areas need to be reforested, we'll get the, the community to help us in reforesting these areas. Mm-hmm. And then there's the beautiful caching house. Uh. So we work with stakeholders like the Singapore Heritage Society as well to, to actually look at what's the best way to, to enhance this building, to, to, to repair this building. Currently, you can't go there. Uh, but once we do that, it's going to be very beautiful. It's going to be back to its original state, but open to the public. There's a nice sea view terrace and there's an area for people to come for education. Uh, a lot is going to be about the education, educating our, our younger generation about Singapore's history as well, because mm. that's a historical site. Yeah. I mean, it has a long history with the Kashin family. Uh, it was used to transport rubber from one place to another. The Japanese soldiers in 1942 actually uh, landed there as well mm. and occupied that place for a while. Yeah, and then back to, I don't know whether I can talk to, about the, the visitorship to our parks. Right now, it's quite interesting. We are seeing people taking refuge, you know, like what Ho Hua Chu was saying. Dr. Ho was saying, you know, like, uh, people are seeking refuge in our nature reserves and parks and gardens. Uh, and that's why it's kept us busy with our safe distance enforcement officers and our ambassadors as well to make sure that people don't uh, crowd around too much. Mm. Uh, we're keeping our park users safe. Uh, and, but it, it tells us one thing, uh, that nature really offers us uh, really nature-based solutions. Besides giving us refuge and solace, I think a lot of this, a lot of nature, a lot of nature, uh, provides us things like coastal protection. Mm. You know, mangroves especially, uh, like the Sunan Bulo Wetland Reserves, they actually provide a nursery for young fish, you know, that, that can then thrive and grow up and go back out to sea. So in a way, right, when you protect nature, right, you're actually protecting ourselves as well. So that's very important. Uh. So when we get our community to protect these areas as well, they're actually protecting the larger community. And so right below, as, as a lot of people would know, uh, is part of the East Asian Australasian flyway, a very important flyway. Yeah. We've done a lot of research on this. Uh, we actually sit on, we are actually uh, the vice president, uh, vice chairman of this East Asian uh, Australasian flyway. And it's made of a lot of countries, you know, are coming in and doing research on the importance of popovers, you know, along this Australasian flyway, all the way to Australia from Russia, uh, Siberia, all the way. And these birds actually stop in Singapore as well. So by protecting this area, we not only protect our native birds, but also play a part in global conservation as well. Yeah. We will certainly look forward to 2022 and how this all plays out and get up there and plant some trees as well. 
Dr. Ho Hua Chu, Vice President of the Nature Society, and Dr. Adrian Liu, Group Director of Conservation at N Parks Board. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you very much. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SBH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.